Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 24th October 2023 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Huge hellos go out to our fellow Hong Kongers both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. On November the 2nd, our storytellers will be taking to the stage at the Fringe Club for a new show that has the theme Wicked. Come and listen to them tell their true first-person stories live on stage. Tickets can be found through the links on our website, hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with the story told live on stage in April 2023 in a show that had the theme, Ooh La La, here is Vincent. Okay, I'm living in France. My son comes home from school. His name is Sonny. And he tells me, Hey, what do you think? I've got three tickets to go skiing this Sunday at Les Deux Alpes. My younger son, Kai, he's six years old, straight away he pipes up, I want to go. So the allocation was decided. Why? Because I couldn't let them go on their own. They have never been skiing before. And I've never been skiing before either. <laughs> so we get up on Sunday morning, we get on the bus, we're winding up towards the Leder's Alp, and as we're winding up, it's hairpin after hairpin after hairpin. And I'm looking out of the window. And I'm thinking to myself, there are drops in every direction. We arrive, we arrive at the ski station. The ski station is on a kind of plateau. Okay, it looks pretty safe. We go to the shop, we get all the gear. So we get skis, we get boots, and we get poles. So we're all set. We climb into the telecabine. So the telecabine is like a kind of a, a big plastic bubble with about 20 people inside, and it's suspended from a wire, and it shoots you up the mountain. And it shoots you up the mountain another vertical distance of around one mile. And all I can do, remember this is my first time I've been skiing, I'm looking out of the window, and what can I see in every direction? Vertical drops. Vertical drops to the right, vertical drops to the left. I'm thinking, it's a mile back to the ski station. How am I, how am I, how are we going to get back to the station? We finally arrive at the top, we get out, and the mist has actually enclosed the glacier completely. You cannot see your finger in front of your nose. The visibility of just inches. So we put on the skis um, and we get ready to go skiing. And of course, straight away, what do I do? I fall over. Because my skis are my two meters long. The children's skis are a bit shorter. But anyway, I get myself up and I'm still looking around, thinking, okay, mist. 
So I say to the two boys, okay, let's stick together. <laughs> they both nod, and then one minute later, my eldest son, Sonny, disappears in the mist. He's gone. I start calling him, Sonny, no answer. Sonny, still no answer. In less than one minute, I've lost my son. On the top of a mountain with vertical drops in every direction. So I look straight away, I look to my youngest son now, he's only six. I say, look, Kai, we stick together, okay? He looked up at me and he nodded. We started to tra traverse across the slope and maybe two minutes, three minutes later, Kai just turned his skis down the slope and he disappeared. <laughs> so here I am on the top of a glacier and the two boys have disappeared. All I can think about is vertical drops in every direction. Now they were both brave and they turned their skis down the slope and just carried on. I wasn't that brave. I was only able to kind of traverse across the slope. And as I got to the edge of the slope and there was a rope, I would have to fall over, I would have to turn around, I would have to face in the other direction, and then I would go back in the opposite direction. Now all of this time I was calling their names. No reply. I'm starting to get worried. I'm thinking, with all of these slopes all around, what if they fall off? You know, maybe they've already fallen off. Maybe, you know, maybe they're at the bottom of some rock fall. Maybe they've got broken bones. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I traverse back across in the opposite direction. I call their names again. And the kind skier stops. And I explain to him, in very broken French, that... I've lost my two sons. Oh la la. And it really, it was like an oh la la, which was, it's not a problem. Il y a pas un problème. Ici, c'est une piste de vête. Il y a pas de problème. This is a green piste. This is not a problem. If you've lost the boys, it's not a problem. And I thought to myself, well, yeah, well, maybe it's not a problem for you, <laughs> but it is a great big problem for me. And also I thought, what am I going to say to their mum? How can I face her? How can I go back and say, well, yeah, we were skiing together, and in less than five minutes, I lost them both. And I, I don't know where they went. I traversed one more time across, and I was thinking to myself, well, you know, what do I do? Do I stay here now? Do I try and go down? What do I do? And I just, I sat down on the snow, and tears welled up in my eyes. I mean, tears were streaming down my face, and I just didn't know what to do. And I was calling their names, and all I could think about were those vertical drops vertical drops in every direction and I'm sure 
they were at the bottom of some vertical drop, in danger, in pain, having some kind of terrible episode now. So, I, I could see I couldn't ski, so I took my skis off. And I started to walk, and by taking the skis off and walking, I was actually going much quicker, which was, shows what kind of skier I was. And then the sun started coming out. The mist started to clear. The sun came out, blue skies, snow-capped mountains. And I looked at the slope. And I, I had to look again. And the guy was right. It was just a green slope. It was, it was almost a bowling green. <laughs> I had been frightened of a bowling green just because I couldn't see anything. And then as I went uh, down the piste, I saw um, some chairs going up, some ski chairs going up. And all the people on the ski chairs, I looked up and I could see their faces. They were all happy. They were all smiling. And I was thinking to myself, well, how come you can be smiling like that? And I'm so sad. You know, you haven't lost your two sons. You haven't got to explain everything to your wife. And as I was walking across, as I was walking down the slope, I heard some screams. Oh my God, it sounds like them. Oh, this is my worst dream come true. And then, where are the screams coming from? I look up at the ski lift and my two sons are sat on the ski lift. Hey, Dad, just stay there. We'll be with you in five minutes. <laughs> Thank you. Just before you go, we've been bringing a giant ear to our shows with a sign that says, have something to say? We're listening to gather some of the audience's reactions for you in podcast land to hear. And occasionally we get somebody who decides that they're so inspired by our storytellers that they need to, well, tell a few stories of, our, of their own. And this one show, this young lady came up and told several stories. Here's a couple just for you. One time, our cat Bilu, he, um, he's very naughty cat, and just now, my mom had taken out a really expensive roast chicken, put it on the table. She was about to call us when she realized she could So she went to the kitchen, and when she came back, the chicken was gone. She looked everywhere, where's the chicken, where's the chicken, there's no crumbs. And then she looked down on the floor because she could smell the delicious chicken. There was Bilu eating the chicken. I know I got really sad and started to cry. And another time, he also ate my brother left his cereal on the um table. And it was like a cereal with like chocolate inside, so the chocolate would leak out into the milk and make it chocolate milk. My cat, Billy, was still very naughty. And my brother went to the kitchen to get his spoon. And then when he came back, all the milk was gone and the cereal was still there. And Bilu was standing there look, looking so innocent and then licking his lips.
In the meantime, Billy the cat was still super naughty. Nothing had disciplined him. Not even the water spray. My mom took out her favorite, I don't know if it was carrot cake, cake, and then she went to the kitchen again because she keeps on forgetting. When she came back, the cake was licked clean with all the icing off. Bye-bye. One time, I went on a school field trip, and um, take note that I'm extremely unfit. So, me and my other friend, we were doing a, a hike to Long K1 Beach for geography to measure tides. Um, we were like 15 minutes behind everybody else because we were so physically unfit, and we didn't have any motive to be doing this. So, basically, a teacher... He, in, in front of everybody in our class, told, yelled out to the other teacher, Hey, take those two girls early. They're really slow. They need some time extra to get upstairs to the bus. It was kind of embarrassing, but kind of funny at the same time. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.